sacred head of sinners such as I. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rode away. It was there by faith I received my For crimes that I had done He groaned upon the tree Amazing pity, grace unknown And love beyond degree At the cross, at the cross Where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day. Well might the darkness, darkness hide and shut his glory. Where I first saw the light And the burden of my heart rolled away It was there by faith I received my sight And now I am happy all the day But drops of grief can never repay The debt of love Give myself away is all that I can do. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy. was there by faith I received my sight. Now I am happy all the day. Let's return to Romans chapter 8 this morning. Romans chapter 8. All right. Now we have been studying here for a while and uh we continue to find little gold nuggets that lead us elsewhere in the Scripture. I realize that my preaching here is repetitious a good bit. But if you know the Word of God, you know that the Word of God is repetitious. And the golden strand of Jesus Christ saving His children from the very foundation of the earth before the foundation of the world, is all through this Bible. He is the nucleus of the Word of God. We read in chapter 8, 
verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. After the Spirit. We are able to walk in this Christian walk, living this Christian life after the Spirit. When God saves us, He puts His Spirit within us. We have hammered that uh, home over and over here, and it's very important. One of the reasons it's very important, and by the way, in the middle of your Bible there, it tells you that it's better to trust in God than to depend on man and his understanding or his wisdom. So one of the reasons that we continue to hammer home that the Spirit of God indwells those who believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior and that that's when you believe because you're spiritually separated from God or spiritually dead, but you're given life or quickened by the Spirit of God. The reason that we continue is because the understanding and the uh, comprehension of mankind is to take credit for salvation And if it's done in any effect, then it's against God's Word. To any degree, I should say. So, we continue to hammer it home because the Spirit of God is basically left out of salvation in the teaching of many, many preachers on earth today. And it's a vital point because it is the beginning of life that Jesus Christ gave his perfect life for. He suffered and died for it. For this life that you live. It's so important that people realize where it came from. Alright? So, over and over we have spoken how the Lord himself told this uh, this teacher Nicodemus in John chapter 3 you must be born again and he explained to him in detail and Nicodemus didn't get it at first I believe he did later he understood that Jesus was talking about spiritual life or an understanding that is given through this spiritual life that is added to one who is a person or who has been born of the water. Natural birth. All right. This morning, we're going to look a little further into the work of the Holy Spirit. Again, we have been in Romans 8 for quite a while, off and on, and it is so deep. Brother John Suarez would say, it's full of gold nuggets. Wherever you stop and dig, you're going to find one. And we do continually. So, in 2 Corinthians, we'll take a look there for a second. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is a letter to the church at Corinth and to you and I. We'll begin in verse 10. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, 
But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. He's talking about someone whose heart has not been changed. They glory in appearance, but not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. All has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that he died for all, verse 15, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. All right. Now we've gone past salvation as being a work of the Holy Spirit, which it is. But now we are living not unto ourselves, but unto Jesus, because He's the one, the only one that died for our sins. He's the only one that died and rose from the grave. Wherefore, verse 16, Henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we Him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. A new creature. A new person. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. There's a spiritual change. A spiritual life that is given. And that life doesn't uh, come and go. It's eternal. So after the Spirit indwells us with this life, we live for Him. Alright? We live for Jesus Christ. All things are of God, verse 18, who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So you see, we have a life to live that's been freely granted unto us. It was the Holy Spirit that God sent to apply the gospel of Jesus Christ to your heart. Remember that. Don't forget that. It's the Holy Spirit that is within you every day leading you closer and closer to our Savior. He's coming back for us and that day is getting one day closer every day, isn't it? One day closer. Now let's look at Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This only would I learn of you, Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit and now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? 
even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So here's the question in verse 3. Are you so foolish that having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? The question is, where is your confidence in living this life of service to the Lord? Is it in the things that you do? Is it in the things that you say? Self-confidence tends to appear, we still have this old nature within us, in our hearts. It does. We tend to devise means uh, to do God's work. And it causes us to cease to realize the daily necessity of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. We don't trust in Him enough. We don't lean on Him enough. We don't seek answers from Him enough, do we? No, we tend to depend on ourselves. So the question, are you so foolish? Yes. The answer is yes, we are. We are so foolish to forget where our strength is, where our life is. It is in the Holy Spirit of God and His presence in us, isn't it? Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-seven. we won't turn there. The Lord says, I will put my Spirit within you. We've already read, you cannot lie this morning. God's promises are all true. Not only does the Holy Spirit of God quicken us, and enter us, but it's eternal. He stays in us. When's He ever going to leave you? Never. Again, it's eternal. This spiritual life is eternal. All right. What is the the main office of the Holy Spirit? I believe the main office of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus Christ. We can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and we can say God's sovereign. He absolutely is. And He is absolutely sovereign in all things. He could have kept Satan out of the Garden of Eden. Why did He allow it to happen? Why does He allow any of these things to happen? The condition of the world before the flood. The condition of the world now. It was to show the glory of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And I believe that that's the Holy Spirit's main object, even in you and even in me, is to glorify Jesus Christ. Oh, He deserves all the praise, doesn't He? Amen. He deserves all the glory. Amen. In John 16 and 14, we read these words. Verse 7. So we're in John chapter 16, verse 7. Lord says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter 
will not come unto you. That comforter is the Holy Spirit of God. He's not a it. He's not a thing. He's not just an influence. He's a person. I'm not saying he's a human. I'm saying he's a person of the Trinity of God. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Listen to this. I'm telling you the truth. He always told the truth, didn't he? It is expedient for you, best for you, that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary to pay a debt that you couldn't pay. And he fully paid it. When he arose from the grave, the debt was erased. And he sent the Holy Spirit to make effectual in your heart and mind the gospel of Jesus Christ. But then he continues in our lives every moment. His work's not done. Verse 8 says, And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it? When he, the person of the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. I said earlier that I believe the main office of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus Christ, even in mere sinful humans like us. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. He sent him to you, and he's speaking to and through the Holy Spirit. Speaking to you through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who has enlightened you to understand that the book, the Bible, is a true, it's from God. And its application is important for you. It belongs to you. It's manna from heaven. It points to the true manna from heaven, who is Jesus Christ, who the Holy Spirit is set to glorify. And that forever. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you a little while and ye shall not see me and again a little while and ye shall see me because I go to the Father now back to Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 and verse 10 says and if Christ be in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life not just alive but life eternal life at that and it's because of righteousness Am I righteous? Only because the righteousness of Jesus Christ has been imputed to me in the economy of God or the mind of God. 
had somebody just recently tell me that I didn't know what God thought. I didn't know what God said. I didn't know the mind of God. I said, well, I got his book right here. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Because he's given us the leadership of the Holy Spirit in his word. Verse 11, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit, who is where? That dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die or be separated. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, put them down, put them away. Remember we read, we read Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. This is the all things that are new. This life. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God and the daughters of God. So let's continue to read in Romans 8, verse 22. It says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. What did we just read? Verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit are the sons and daughters of God. Adopted, grafted in. 24 says, For we are saved by hope. We've already talked about this this morning. Brother Chuck has. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Notice verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot, which cannot be uttered. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. He helpeth our infirmities. He strengthens our spiritual weaknesses. When sin or desires of the world enter into our minds and our hearts, the Holy Spirit strengthens us in God's Word. The Holy Spirit shows us the folly. Remember we read Old Foolish Galatians? Have you begun in the Spirit and now you you think you're going to be made perfect by the flesh? He shows us the folly of the thinking and the understanding of man without Him. Without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit, man is foolish, isn't he? Absolutely. He depends on himself. It's like him depending on himself is like the man who built his house on the sand. 
We sang Rock of Ages this morning. Oh, I hope that your life is built on the rock of Jesus Amen. Christ. Because no wind, no storm will move Him. And therefore not move us. So likewise, the Spirit also help with our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But praise God. We have an intercessor. We have one who's looking out for us. And he's in us. We don't even know how we should pray. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, me making contact with God on my own, it's out. There's a great gulf fixed, remember? Between heaven and earth. But we have a connection. And it's the Holy Spirit of God. We can't utter these groanings. But the Holy Spirit can and does on our behalf. What a Savior to provide all that we need to provide this connection with Him. Verse 27 says, And He that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Because He maketh intercession for the saints according to whatever they want to do in their life, according to whatever uh, they decide is the right way? No. No, let's read it. And he that searches the hearts, verse 27, Romans 8, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Why? Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The will of God is that you believe on his Son, Jesus Christ, and that all your faith and trust is in him. Isn't that amazing that God is in control of our lives? He's not just in control of our salvation, which He is. The Holy Spirit does quicken us and give us life. But that's the beginning of our spiritual life. It's eternal. He's never going to leave you. Do we grieve the Holy Spirit? Yes. We tend to do so. But He doesn't leave us. He doesn't leave us. He will guide us. He knows the Scriptures inside and out. Who do you think inspired the writers of old to write it? He did. And He knows us. And He loves us. Oh, praise God. As I've said before, give the Holy Spirit His due. He works in us. He works in His children. What a Savior. Let's praise Him. And remember, the main goal and work of the Holy Spirit is to bring honor and glory to the Son of God, Jesus Christ. All of life is to point to Him. All of life is to teach us about Him to teach us to depend on Him, to lean on Him, 
to take his yoke upon us. He gives us all that we need. Praise God that he is in control of my life because without him, my life would be out of control. Without him, I would be dead and separated forever. But with him and this confidence that I have in him, it's a hope. But it's a confident hope, isn't it? With that hope, I am strong in him. And I can stand on the rock of my salvation and proclaim the truth of God's word. May God bless the reading of his word this day.